0: Guy. looks like Darcy Lange on that Richmond Kawasaki gets the jump. That's where it all started. Big MX Radio is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. Fox Racing Canada, Phoenix Handlebars, Guts Racing, 204 Skate Shop, and Throttle Syndicate make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Big MX Radio Podcast. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the Big MX Radio Podcast. It means a lot to me for anybody who takes the time to listen to the podcast and enjoy each and every one that we put out. Try and put out our podcast every single Wednesday morning so it can be part of your Wednesday routine. Um, Sorry we missed one uh, a couple of weeks ago as we were um, coming, we had come down with a pretty serious case of COVID nineteen, uh, but that is behind us now, and uh, we're able to get back to podcast. And uh, on the heels of rounds five and six of the F- Future West. Arena Cross series. I thought it would be a good time to uh, check in with Devin Smith, uh, a great young racer from the province of British Columbia, who's been racing in that series and give us a little bit of insight into uh, what it's like trying to get some throttle therapy up here in the Great Canadian North during this, uh, the winter months where uh, yeah the sun doesn't really come up until about 8 o'clock uh, in the morning maybe uh, 8.30 and then uh, the sun is back down again right around 4.30 in the afternoon as well as the temperatures being well below zero so you don't get a whole lot of ride time in uh, even in uh, a province like British Columbia which doesn't have nearly as harsh of a winter uh, riding time at this time of year is just pretty much non-existent unless you're uh, heading off to uh, Wild Rose MX in Calgary where they seem to have pretty much endless time to ride your dirt bike um so thanks again for listening to the podcast if you're looking for uh some big mx radio apparel we now have some it's available on the link through our instagram you can go to at brad gabhart 88 or at big mx radio on instagram you can follow the link uh, to not only see the links where you can save some money with some of our sponsors but you can also go to our teespring Uh, shop and uh, find yourself a t-shirt or a hoodie, uh, something along those lines, and we'll be adding some more products to that as the weeks go by. Uh, But for right now, we have, I believe, uh, five different products on there, and you guys can check that out, and hopefully you guys find something you like. So for this episode, we're talking to Devin Smith, like I said earlier, but we're also talking about dealerships. And honestly, like I love online retailers as much as the next guy to be able to uh, peruse uh, the catalog that they have for the inventory and see what I might need. Um, but honestly, th- there's nothing quite like being able to walk into a welcoming environment of your local shop and uh, getting fitted by a salesperson that has gone through a product knowledge meeting who knows the ins and outs of the product and, and what's going to help you best um is honestly, it's, it's something that you really don't get from, uh, from e-tailers and online retailers, uh, like say like a motorsport.com or a, a Rocky Mountain ATV MC or something along those lines. Uh, I love going to my local dealer to get uh, outfitted and, uh, and one day hope to roll into a dealership like Maple Ridge Motorsports where you know you're gonna be greeted with a smile, you know you're gonna be greeted uh, with an intelligent, uh, knowledgeable person who um, has been well-versed on all of the apparel that you might need, on the bike needs you might need, as well as uh, on the repair side of things, uh, the parts guys at a dealership like that, like they're just gonna go the extra mile to make sure that you're gonna get back on your bike as quickly as possible, and uh, uh, they're also gonna find ways to save you some money because they're they're caring individuals who who really want to give back to the community, and that's why they work at those dealerships. That's why, honestly, like the the passion that you find at a dealership is pretty much like none other, like especially a place like Maple Ridge, uh, like Sandra and everybody over there does such a fantastic job to make it such a welcoming environment, a family environment that you can feel like you're being taken care of. And that's honestly just something that goes the extra mile that I can really appreciate. And uh, it makes just the buying experience that much better. Uh, as well as on top of that, I guarantee you're gonna have a whole lot more customer service from a dealer rather than uh, an online e-tailer. Um, but um, obviously, the, there's there's some great uh, e-tailers as well. I don't wanna completely just beg on those guys. But honestly, uh, if I'm trying to outfit myself, say with uh, like a pair of boots, uh, for example, or especially like a helmet, those are two things that really need to have a the personal touch when it comes to fitment. Uh, especially when it comes to uh, the safest fit possible for a helmet, or giving you some feedback as to how a a boot should fit properly. A lot of times you have uh, people at dealerships that are basically like a, a pseudo uh, boot specialist as far as being able to really give feed, give you feedback as far as uh, how a boot should fit uh, from brand new and then also how that boot is going to break in uh, and feel once you've worn it a few times. A lot of boots have a little bit of a break-in period. Even a pair like the, the Fox Motion or the Instinct, they do have uh, a little bit of a break-in period before they're really going to feel uh, like a pair of, like that same pair of slippers that you've been putting on your feet every time you swing a leg over a bike recently. So uh, honestly, I would uh, seriously suggest uh, supporting your local dealer and certainly supporting a dealer like Maple Ridge Motorsports. And that's enough uh, rambling from me. Let's throw it over to my interview with Devin Smith. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast, brought to you by Fox Racing Canada. As I've said a number of times, go on the website, memorize the catalog, then head on over to your favorite local dealer, maybe uh, Maple Ridge Motorsports, and uh, have their expert staff fit you from head to toe. You'll be protected and looking good in the latest and greatest from Fox Racing Canada. Although, also with us is Fox. Guts Racing. If you're listening to this uh, on Tuesday and you contact Andy Gregg, I'm willing to bet he'd probably give you the Black Friday deal right now 30% off uh, seat bases, seat, the lightweight seat foam, as well as the ama- most amazing seat covers in the biz. And uh, also with us on, on the line is Phoenix Handlebars. Big MX 15 saves you 15% on every single one of your orders, so go ahead and do that. Save yourself some money, get yourself some brand new handlebars, grips, or, uh, or maybe some apparel from our friends over at Phoenix Handlebars. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. I'm on all of these podcasts, but with us on the line, he's on the show for the second time in, I think, three months now. Um, great guy, extremely fast, up-and-comer, 17 years young, from British Columbia, Canada, Devin Smith, Devin, how's it going?
1: Good, how are you? Thanks for having me on the show.
0: Hey, thanks for coming on again. It's a pleasure to have you on, my friend. Uh, The one thirty in your program, number one in your hearts, but... Uh, let's kick things off with the fact that that number is going to change. In the coming year, you will be running a different number because you earned a national number uh, in in motocross uh, for your efforts throughout the series, and that probably would have been even lower had you been able to finish off uh, nice and healthy. So uh, tell me a little bit about uh, the number you're going to be running in
1: 2023. Yeah, so I came out with number 48 for 2023, which... I'm pretty happy with since I missed out on quite a few races. Round two at Camloops, I, I missed because of a bike failure. Um, and then after that, got through that and missed five races due to an injury. So pretty happy I still got number 48
0: no kidding like uh, had you been able to uh, to race all of the motos uh, one would think you'd be probably down near the uh, the, the high 20s or maybe even uh, the low 30s and that would be absolutely unreal for you like chances are you're gonna drop that number and uh, if I do say so myself 48s a it's a it's a sharp looking number like it's just there's some numbers that look better than others I like the 130 on your bike I like uh, I like Noofs 101. Um, I've always, I don't know, like, honestly, like I've always liked my 95, but originally my first number, uh, my first year racing was 39. I always thought that looked great on a bike. And, uh, one of these days, if, if someone ever does take 95 away from me, I think I'm going to go back to 39. But, uh, what do you think of the optics of, uh, of the 48 on your, on your bike? Giving me some shades of Cameron McAdoo, uh, for next year as well. You guys will be matchy matchy.
1: Yeah, for sure. I've been number 30 basically since I ever started riding and last year I went to 130 but I think I think number 48 will look pretty good next year.
0: Heck yeah like, like you kind of already get an idea of what that's going to look like if you go uh, follow McAdoo on uh, on Instagram like obviously he's going to he's got the whole pro circuit deal with the uh, the biking graphics and all that but it's going to be a sharp look either way and uh, another thing you guys have in common is you're both head to toe in uh, in fox racing gear the uh your fox racing canada athlete and uh i i've noticed uh and I, honestly i am all pb and jealous the fact that you are wearing the 2023 stuff uh it fits like a glove and uh, you've been honestly i wouldn't be surprised if you have a um uh, a lawsuit on your hands and giving people whiplash from uh, as people like just you're just snapping necks when you're you're going people looking at you going by
1: yeah, Fox gear is awesome, especially the new stuff. Twenty twenty three is awesome. Um, I'm pretty sure some of the new stuff is different fabric. It all fits in awesome. And the new colors that came out with, especially the helmets, they're they're pretty cool.
0: So, who do you think looks more stylish uh, in the gear, yourself or the new? Because I saw you guys lined up next to each other, and I don't I don't know, man. Uh, maybe it's uh, like he—he's got that vid, the, the the retro style the '90s style or the mid-2000s style, but um, it's, I I I can't help but give uh, give you the the tip of the cap to you, man. I, I think you you might be the style master, and he's just trying to keep up.
1: Yeah, I think the I think the setup that Fox set up for me this weekend was was pretty sweet.
0: No doubt. So you were back under the lights uh, in the friendly confines of the barn. Uh, tell me a little bit about racing this series. Um, you decided to uh, forego the races on the Sunday. Uh, but yeah, rounds uh, rounds five and six of the Future West Arena Cross Series. Uh, another something that kind of makes me uh, feel like I really need to uh, put some serious thought into moving west because it's absolutely gorgeous facility. That you got great dirt. Um and uh, and every once in a while, you get to see Canadian national champions like Jacob Piccolo r- uh, ripping it up as well. Uh, tell me a little bit about that series as well as tell me about your weekend.
1: Yeah, so future West has been awesome so far, um, especially with arena cross. We get the barn there in Chilliwack, and it's yeah, awesome. Arena cross is always fun. It's it's always it's a bit earlier than outdoors. Sometimes a bit more sketchy because it's super close tight racing but i really like it and this weekend went it was a little bit rough this weekend um wasn't really feeling too good on the bike was a bit of an off week um the whole time for me so i raced saturday and then sunday i qualified and i just wasn't wasn't feeling the best so i sat out the racing um for the rest of the day on sunday
0: Ain't hey, no shame in that, my friend. Going out there, and uh, if if it's not feeling right, I, I a wise friend of mine from Motocross Action set told me when motocross bikes stop being fun, you pack up and you and you go home for the day. Uh, what was it about the? It was just like how rough the track was, just not flowing. Uh, you and the bike kind of not feeling as one. Uh, what do you feel like uh, was contributing to that?
1: Yeah, I mean there's a a different track builder this weekend, which track was i really liked it it was a change
0: um
1: it wasn't it's, it's been quite a while the track was pretty technical and it's been quite a while since we've had a track like that but i didn't have a problem with the track the track was i thought it was pretty fun it was just kind of a weekend i wasn't really feeling with feeling good with the bike and everything i just didn't really yeah, i didn't really feel comfortable
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. We all have uh, sometimes just don't just not feeling it. But uh, you yourself, on on top of being uh, a motocross superstar, arena cross superstar, I've been spending some time. On, uh, on the mountain bike as well it seems to be one of your favorite ways to do some cross training and uh, and that's actually what I was expecting I was expecting to see the 130 lining up for an, the arena cross races in uh, in Calgary at the beginning of this last month uh, but you were not there you were uh, sharpening your skills uh, on a different set of two wheels tell me a little bit about you uh, uh, take, taking in some, um, some mountain bike racing over the last or mountain bike riding over the last little while.
1: Yeah, there's, I mean, where I live in Mission here, there's a ton of mountains to go riding at. There's, I mean, yeah, there's a ton. So I've started using mountain biking. It's quite a bit of my training for endurance and everything. Um, climbing up is super helpful. And I'm a little bit sketchy on the jumps and everything with mountain biking, but I'm slowly getting a bit better on that.
0: Hey, I love for all kinds of two wheels, man. Is is that your preferred mode of uh, of cross training when it comes to uh, uh, putting yourself through a workout, or, or are you like me, you'd rather be in the in the weight room?
1: Um. Well, actually, I'm not. I don't really like going like lifting weights and stuff. When we're at club, that's a big part of it. Which um, I'm fine with that when we're with everybody there. But when I'm at home and kind of just doing stuff by myself, I like mountain biking, running,
0: and cycling. Those are the three things that I like most. There you go, man. Well, um, when are you planning on uh, like, what's the, the, the winter uh, training regiment looking like for you? I know you went down to Club MX in the past, maybe uh, switch things up this year, or are you heading back down to Club?
1: Um, so, so far we're planning on heading back down to Club um, for April and May, which is a bit later on in the season, I kind of just want okay. to head right from training to racing, um, but hopefully I'm trying to get my last year of school done, so if I can get that done earlier, then I kind of want to head down to Florida and try some different tracks for a couple of weeks before I head to club.
0: Well, no kidding, man. Like you got the the full school program on top of uh, racing the uh, the under thirty class as well as a pro class, uh, and honestly, the tight tight confines of of Reno cross is no joke when it comes to uh, the 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 pro class those guys really know how to work the machine um and and go in and out of those corners that quickly uh how do you cultivate that skill set what can you kind of bounce ideas off of like a guy like Noof who's uh probably had more laps around that barn than maybe anybody um how, how do you sort of uh like navigate that learning curve because uh like you're very talented, you're, you're a fast guy right now, uh, but there's always room for improvement. How do you find that? Yeah, um,
1: Newf, he teaches schools every weekend at Arena Cross, Um, I think on Saturday morning before racing. And that's what I used to always take. I haven't taken them in the past two years, but usually Ryan and somebody else will, will teach with him and kind of do like, a, I think it's like an hour and a half, um school or are just kind of showing new lines how to hit the corners better and i'm not really doing that anymore but i'm always kind of talking with them a little bit um talking to kyle beaton as well because he used to he raced in those barns for so many years so he was there this weekend got a couple tips from him and yeah just kind of talking to those guys
0: the grizzled veteran Kyle Beaton. I remember when he was probably around your age, just getting into things. And that makes me feel extremely old. Uh, But um, like, who are some of the guys that like you You must've been going to uh, Chilliwack for quite some time now. Uh, What are your earliest memories of going there? And who are some of the guys that you looked up to when you were probably in the, in the 50 class, 65 class, stuff like that. Yeah.
1: Um, back, I guess when I was on fifties, um Maple Ridge Motorsports used to um, sponsor some riders that would come down, like Tyler Medaglia, Jeremy Medaglia and Dusty Clatt. They came down and they raced a couple of Running Cross series, which was pretty cool having them come out and ride. Um, Ryan and watching all those guys and Jess Pettis would come down a lot and yeah, watching those guys was pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Those those are all great guys to look up to, especially Tyler Medaglia, which uh, he just announced today that he's racing for another two years. Uh, I'd imagine that that two-year extension is going to be followed by another three- or four-year extension. I'd imagine that probably the, the idea there is that he holds a spot with that Gas Gas team until his son takes it away from him. Um, were you able to see, uh, uh, little, t- little Medaglia race at all this last, this last year? And, uh, it's, uh, pretty crazy to think that, uh, a guy like Tyler, um, like was literally born or like you were born like a year or two before Tyler turned pro and you will most likely race him at some point in the pro career. Yeah. It's pretty
1: crazy to think about. Yeah. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's came down and raced quite a few um or cross races for mrm so i got a pit with him quite a bit and usually at the nationals we talk a little bit but
0: yeah that's that's pretty cool no kidding a guy's been around for a long period of time heck a guy turned pro on a carbureted motorcycle uh and i don't know i think the last time you were on a carbureted motorcycle was probably a, a kx85 um Let's talk a little bit about uh, Maple Ridge Motorsports, uh, a dealership that is near and dear to your heart. It's a, it's a family atmosphere over there. Um, what would you say separates them from all the options anywhere nearby and, honestly, anywhere else in Western Canada? It's something really special going on over there at Maple Ridge.
1: Yeah, it's um, MRM is really awesome. It's more of like a – like when you walk in, it's more of like a kind of small family-owned – business feeling it. it's not like a it's not like a big corporate type feeling and yeah everyone there is welcoming everyone's kind of like family at the store and it's yeah it's pretty awesome
0: what's uh what are some of your duties that you when you uh clock in for a shift there or how often do you uh lend a helping hand what are your, what are your favorite things to do there
1: um yeah so every once in a while I've, i go there and help out a bit usually i mean Usually doing kind of just putting bikes together when they come in the crates, PDIing generators and all that sort of stuff. Um, the other day I was just cleaning up um, wooden crates and stuff, bringing those to the dump and yeah, just kind of helping out clean up and yeah, all that sort of stuff
0: just a swiss army knife anything they could ask you to do you could probably take on um w- would you be a little bit too uh, too shy to p- put yourself in a, in a sales salesman's shoes or uh or something over on like uh, the apparel side of things or you just stay in the back putting bikes back together
1: yeah i kind of prefer to stay in the back and kind of put bikes together and do all that sort of stuff
0: fair enough well you you're probably pretty talented with the bike work uh given the fact that uh if you're riding as much as i would imagine you are to cultivate the skills that you've had up to this point, you probably spin the wrenches quite often on your own bikes uh what what's something uh, as far as bike maintenance or bike repairs that you've had to do over the years that you enjoy, and what's something that you uh sort of maybe maybe sort of don't look forward to so much
1: um well, my dad is usually the—he does more of the mechanic work with it. When when I go riding and he's at work, then I'm always doing like air filters, oil, and kind of the smaller stuff. My dad's more of a when it comes to motor work and all that sort of stuff. And that's kind of his side of the thing. But I'm starting to starting to learn all that stuff.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. You are 17. After all, I I can't imagine that my uh, my mechanical uh, skills were on at at that level, uh, either at that age. Um, But uh, like, what's something that you like has your dad ever gotten after you about like forgetting to do something or like the fact he probably like went through your engine and like there's no oil in here or next to no oil. Uh, You got any stories like that?
1: Um, there's definitely been a few times where I haven't changed, yeah, changed the oil in quite a while, or usually the air filter, sometimes I forget about the air filter to check that mm. before I go to the track, so that's probably the biggest one that I forget to do, that he kind of notices.
0: Fair enough, well you, you got motos to do, that's like, it, that, that's your job dad, like let's get the let bike together and I'll just focus on going fast, yes, no? Yeah. So... I understand that on top of uh, of being a, a top flight motocross racer, that you're also uh, quite good with uh, with a gun in your hand, doing some duck hunting over the last little while. I've seen some posts on, on Instagram. Tell, tell me a, bit, a little bit about uh, the hobby uh, of, of hunting to you and how you connect with that and, and just uh, how that's sort of a, a way that you can sort of um, remove yourself from motocross a little bit, uh, think about some other things, enjoy that, and, and how long have you been doing it?
1: Yeah, I kind of like to keep everything a little bit different. I like, obviously, dirt bikes are awesome and everything, but I like to change it up every once in a while. Like, I got beef cows and everything, and decided I was going to get my hunting license probably, I think it was a year ago, and just started duck hunting within the past two months. So do that, maybe go duck hunting maybe like once a week or so. There's a place just down the road from my house that's pretty good, so I've been enjoying that when I'm not riding or doing school work.
0: So are, are we doing this just to blast birds out of the sky or are we turning this into uh a, a meal that like uh so that your your mom doesn't have to cook one night or is she cooking the duck or or is it like are are we eating the are we are we eating these ducks at all?
1: Yeah for sure we're definitely eating them they're heck yeah. They're a bit of a they're like a really gamey kind of chicken taste and i I like some i don't know if my mom and sister really enjoy them but me and my dad (laughs) me and my dad really like the duck
0: fair enough well it's uh from my understanding it's a bit of a delicacy it might be a bit of an acquired taste but uh a great acquired taste in and of itself um and then uh, on top of that like yeah you said you said you also race uh beef cows um like I'm sure you develop some sort of a, a relationship with these animals before you send them off off to slaughter and then uh, turn them into delicious delicious uh, jerky. Uh, where's that process right now? have you uh, have you sent um, sent a couple of cows away for on a kind of a permanent vacation recently and gotten some steaks back or what's happening there?
1: Uh, the last time I did that was last winter I think and I got two more steers that are getting shipped out. On February first, so it usually takes like a two week process before we get them back. So okay. should sure get some steaks and everything mid February.
0: So so in February, like when you're like making sure these these cows are they're eating right, are, are you kind of explaining to them that there's some sort there's going to be some sort of a vacation that they're going to go on and like it might be a permanent one do you, how do you explain that to the other cows how how's that pra- process work and uh when the cows are leafing do they do they wholeheartedly think that they're going on some sort of a vacation
1: yeah well the last three months that we have them for we feed them a bunch of grain which is like candy to them they love that stuff so the last last few months they're always enjoying some grain and they get that on the last day as well so I don't think they—they're enjoying the last day and everything.
0: Fair enough. Well, they're—they're they're, like they probably could, like they're not—they're th- thinking none of it. They're like, "Wow, this is great." I—I don't know why I'm getting all this grain now. It just seems that this is just this is just next level. I'm like this—the this service around here is uh, unbelievable. Yeah. And then it all comes to an end. Um, but it's—it's—it's—it's it's, um, it's, it's a delicious way to live, uh, having steak in your life. Like, what what is your what is your the your ideal cut and, and how do you like your steak done
1: um i don't know my favorite cut is probably i like sirloin steaks okay sirloins are probably my favorite ones i like them i like them pretty much rare yeah rare medium rare that's kind of my favorite
0: Yes, sir. That's that's the way to have it, man. Honestly, if you can, if you can do get a nice sear on there and have a nice uh, like even, like on the on the rarer side of medium rare, uh, yeah, I think uh, I'll I'll sign up for, I'll line up to the table for that every single night of the week. Um, and are you gonna be uh, like based on uh, that timeline and going down to to club? Are you gonna? I guess you, I guess he can't bring beef down. For like barbecues and stuff, that would be a, against the law into the states, I guess.
1: Yeah, I don't think we can take any meat across the line, Damage. but we usually we sell all the beef, like our like three quarters of it, we sell. Okay. Uh, with friends and family, and then the rest of it we usually just keep for ourselves.
0: All right. Well, I'm gonna uh, mark the calendar in February to uh, to bug you to uh, to sign me up for that because I absolutely love steak. And uh would love to uh, get the free- the freezer locked down a little bit with uh, with one of your uh, critters yeah for sure absolutely so and like that that the the beef cow thing like that is such like that is cowboy um culture right there and i know you said earlier uh, the last time we had you on the podcast that you're a country music fan uh and we've definitely seen some country music uh during some opening ceremonies and supercross over the years uh aaron plessinger right now i believe comes out to uh, a luke Bryan's or a luke combs song uh but what about you if 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 uh canadian motocross did a Supercross series that was legitimately in stadiums and uh, and that whole nine yards maybe they would basically just be uh, limited to the big O in Montreal uh, Toronto and Vancouver but either way if if, um, if Devin Smith was to come out for opening ceremonies, what song are you picking and uh, and, and how would you get the crowd riled up?
1: Um, I don't know, it's a tough one I like I mean, I like country, and I listen to some rap too. I'm not really okay. into kind of newer stuff. I like '90s, early 2000s rap. I think that's I think that's where it's at. Um, if I was to pick one for an opening ceremony, um, I don't know. It'd have to be probably something with Ice Cube in it. Probably Ice Cube, 50 Cent, something like that. But I love all that. Okay.
0: Songs maybe a little like 50 cent in the club just get people uh like some some nostalgic friends like me uh feeling that beat and then uh we, are you coming out like you just you just catwalking down the the front straightaway are you rolling up on one of the triples and revving the engine what what's your what's your go to when uh when getting the the crowd into it at, at a supercross and a arena cross
1: yeah i mean i'm not i'm not very good at making some doing some wheelies on bikes so i think i'd have to just stick to revving up the motor
0: fair enough so you were you're you're not signing yourself up for a game of horse anytime soon with someone like a guy like brett q doing like uh long wheelies nose wheelies uh and stuff like that that's that's not in your repertoire
1: yes yeah, i'm definitely not good at that
0: fair enough i well, just stick to dropping those lap times uh, that certainly pays the bills. That's actually kind of an interesting uh, um, topic of, of conversation within b- motocross and like guys who are are extremely fast. And you have guys like say like the Hill brothers, Justin and Josh, uh, as well as a guy like Darren Durham, who seem to have like limit like limitless skill as far as being able to maneuver the motorcycle, jumping skill, this that and the other thing. Um, but they actually don't turn out to be the like the absolute pinnacle as far as racers go i think you could probably argue that both the hill brothers leaving some wins on the table as far as where their careers could have gone uh and justin hill's career isn't totally done although uh spending two years away from it definitely um not gonna he's, he's put himself behind the eight ball a little bit that way um but like when it comes to training and and practicing stuff like that like when you're when you're focusing so much on dropping the lap times and just working on technique there really isn't a lot of time to work on those kind of extracurricular activities like uh nose wheelies and like slow wheelies and and doing whips and stuff like that seems like um like i I think of a guy like michael lessee like i don't think i could i think of a single time like michael lessee won many outdoor motocross races in the united states he's a canadian national champ but i don't think i've ever seen him do a whip you know what i mean
1: yeah, for sure. I'm can't say I'm the best at whips and kind of in the air style and stuff. I kind of just try and focus on getting my lap times down. And yeah, but I'm not I'm not very much of a um, style writer, I guess.
0: Fair enough. Well, maybe, maybe like if uh, that's something we you do need to uh, dial up the new for some some private lessons that, that uh, can can add to your your bag of tricks, my friend. Um, but, uh, what, what are, like, what are your goals for the, the end of this future West arena cross series? Uh, it's great to see you out there enjoying yourself and and hopefully you're feeling a little bit better on the bike this coming weekend for rounds uh, seven and eight to close out the series. Um, Obviously, that's like that's in your, your crosshairs right now. Uh, but also, at this point in the season, I'd imagine you're also sort of starting to look forward to uh, 2023 as far as the outdoor series and and putting yourself in the best play, position possible to drop that uh, that national number again.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely. I mean, once we get back from club, I want to put the work in when I'm down there. And this year, I I was. Around kind of 15th place, and next year I want to be I want to be in the top 10, and that's I want to say stay consistent up there, and for national number I I want to be in the in the 20s hopefully.
0: Yeah, so I think that would that would uh that would fit quite nicely on the, on the machine, my friend, something in the 20s. I, at this point, about 15 of the top 20 numbers are already promised as career numbers. So, uh, to be in the to be in the 20s, you're uh you're 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 doing consistent top 10 finishes uh, throughout the entire series, and I think you're certainly uh like capable of that. Um And what about this this weekend coming up? Are you signing yourself up for one last round or one last weekend uh, of Future West? Are you just going to uh, are you just going to hang out with your mom and uh, and and Mrs. Piccolo?
1: Yeah, no, we're definitely going to sign up for this next weekend and finish off good race. I think we're race under thirty and definitely the pro class,
0: pro class and under thirty, like. Motocross is such a a family-oriented sport. Uh, What goes through your mind when you see uh, your your mom as well as uh, Mrs. Piccolo just like having themselves a time? Um, It it honestly really goes to show how how much of a family sport it is. How much like the 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 parents get a lot out of it, the kids get a lot out of it, Uh, and it also probably uh, warms your heart to see your mom enjoying uh, enjoying that as much as you do.
1: Yeah, I mean. they've Jake used to race for MRM when he was on 65s and 80s and um, I think 125s and then he moved, got in the uh, race for Sky and KTM and I mean ever since we were little we've made good friends with the Piccolo family and yeah she's always got got her friends the track so she's always having a good time watching us
0: while we're racing. Well, there you go, man. Um, Well, that's all I had for you on this uh, particular episode of the Big MX Radio podcast. Devin, I wish you the best of luck in uh, not only this weekend going forward, but uh, honestly, man, before you know it, it'll be time to pack things up uh, and and head south. But uh, I really appreciate you making the time on the podcast and and talking a little bit about... uh, MRM, Maple Ridge Motorsports, great dealership. Uh, For those who don't know, it's a, a fantastic dealership that does carry all the latest and greatest from Fox Racing Canada, whether it's uh, the brand new boot uh, that came out this last year, the Motion Boot, uh, the Instinct from Fox, the flagship, uh, basically the, the, the best boot under the sun as far as I'm considered. And then they also came out with a brand new uh, V1, uh, which is the entry-level helmet from Fox uh, that came out just three weeks ago. Uh, all of that can be found at uh, at Maple Ridge. Hopefully you guys go there, check out uh, all the things that they have online. And uh, actually, the last thing I, ha- I have for you for Devin, is the fact that uh, it's a dealership that sells multiple manufacturers, Kawasaki being one of them. Uh, You're a Kawasaki uh, Team Green athlete. Uh, Why do you choose to ride a a Kawasaki over uh, another manufacturer from uh, MRM like uh, KTM?
1: Yeah, I used to, when I was on, I mean, the first bike I ever had was a KDX50. And after that, I moved on to a KTM50. And then I got on to KTM 65s, and then I went on to Kawi's, and I don't really remember what the reason was that we switched. I think it was maybe just trying something different. And ever since then, I haven't really haven't really tried anything else, and so far Kawasaki has been an awesome bike, and everyone at Kawasaki is awesome, so there's, I, mean, I don't really see any reason to try something different. I really love the
0: bike. Fair enough. Well, if she ain't broke, don't fix it, man. Well, Devin Smith here on the Big MX Radio podcast. Devin, if people aren't already following you on social media so that they can uh, follow along and be a fan of yours, how do they do so?
1: Yeah, um, I'm on Instagram, so Instagram is Devin underscore Smith 130.
0: Devin underscore Smith 130. Go check it out, guys. Really appreciate the time, Devin. Do not hang up just yet, but for podcast sake, we're going to cut it off right there. All right, guys, that's the podcast for this episode. I really appreciate the time for you guys listening to the Big MX Radio podcast uh, and those who share it on their, their Instagram story or reach out to me via email or direct message after every episode. Uh, it's really encouraging to, to get the feedback. Uh, so whether it's uh, Garrett Rockley listening down in the States or Sean Wedge up here in Canada or, uh, or even Jonesy from down under, down in Australia, uh, I really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to the podcast, give me feedback, and uh, and keep this going. Um, I, I've got a, some deals going on with some of my sponsors that we're deal, working with right now. Uh, if you call WUSA uh, or contact them to buy a new set of wheels uh, and mention Big MX Radio, let, mention to them that uh, that we sent you. You're gonna save some money on that set of wheels, and you're gonna get uh, the absolute uh, best customer service that they have to offer. So please mention big max radio when you order your brand new set of wheels from w usa uh they do a fantastic job they've got the best wheel sets uh whether it's a brand new set of wheels building uh, a set of wheels from your stock hubs or if you have a vintage build that you uh like i know a lot of people that um they won't put time on their vintage bike because they just don't have um faith in how well the wheels are going to hold up or just like the, the wear and tear of the machine w can do a full vintage set uh for your wheels make it look just like it did when it was brand new but a whole lot stronger so i would seriously consider looking into that if you're a vintage guy or if you've got a modern bike that you want to get some extra time out of or even increase some horsepower by making your wheel set a little bit lighter you know that uh, a lighter set of wheels are going to uh, spin a little bit easier and that's some uh, that's some Easy horsepower right then and there on top of them just being a lot stronger when it comes to uh, sending some of those big hits a little bit long or maybe a little bit short. Uh, maybe you're like me, you don't, you don't grease all those jumps the same way uh, that the, the top pros do, although top pros are always rough on bike, let's be honest. Um, but you can also save some money with Guts Racing. Uh, mention Big MX Radio during your order, and they'll save you some money on that. As well as Phoenix Handlebars offers a 15% discount code. Uh, BigMX15 at checkout saves you 15% on every single order from Phoenix Handlebars, and we appreciate those guys on top of that. Uh, and be sure also, like I said, on the top of this podcast and many times before, uh, go to, go to FoxRacing.ca. Memorize the catalog, and then head into your local dealer, like Maple Ridge Motorsports, and uh, and get yourself fitted from head to toe. Make sure that uh, you are um, protected and looking good. Obviously, the the protection comes first, and uh, and Fox certainly puts that at the forefront of every single product they design. And then I don't think there's ever been a time when uh, Fox completely missed on uh, the style and design of their stuff. Um, so. Go check that that stuff out. That stuff got out, guys. Oh, wow. good lord! I gotta get off this uh, this call right away. Here, foxracing.ca, um, and like I said off the very top, if you're looking for some Big MX Radio merchandise, uh, we now have some, and you can go to the link on Instagram at Big MX Radio on Instagram, uh, interact with us, follow along. We've got a ton of great content on there as well. As well as, like I said, you can go to the link and check out some of our brand new merch uh, that is just dropping this week. And we're gonna add some stuff to that as the weeks go by as well. So as always, thanks for listening and take care. I'm Brad Gabbard.